The Pandora Papers, a massive leak of offshore corporate records obtained by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, is causing quite a stir today. Pop star Shakira, Elton John, Ringo Starr, Claudia Schiffer, all celebrities named in the Pandora Papers. Here at home at the, the CBC and the Star have identified the names of at least 500 Canadian citizens or residents in the records. Among them, Jacques Villeneuve, uh, Elvis Stoko, Stoiko, the skater. Yeah, him. A massive leak of private financial documents that were published by several news organizations over the weekend reportedly tie the world leaders and global elites to complex offshore accounting and tax avoidance schemes. Here to talk about the papers, Delphine Reuter, who is a data journalist and researcher for the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. What are the Pandora Papers? So the Pandora Papers are the results of months of research by the ICIJ and 150 media partners around the globe. And they basically reveal the offshore holdings of more than 330 uh, heads of state and politicians around the world uh, in 90, 90 plus countries and territories across the world. And they bring to light a lot of the schemes that people in power are using in order to uh, shield their assets from the public eye. How do these uh, differ from the Panama Papers? Uh, in some ways, it is quite similar because the Panama Papers uh, were also about the offshore industry, and they showed a lot of uh, a lot of those assets being hidden in companies in the British Virgin Islands, in foundations in Panama. Uh, but the main difference here is that the Panama Papers were basically a leak from one specific company, which was uh, Mossack Fonseca. And here we actually have a leak that is made up of 14 different offshore providers. So it's not just one company, it's 14 different companies. So the leak is much more diverse uh, because we have a much better coverage of the entire world. We have um, registered agents in Hong Kong. We have companies in Switzerland, in Dubai, uh, in Panama, of course. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's a much bigger slice of the offshore industry than the Panama Papers were. And the Pandora Papers, they include uh, PDFs, Excel sheets, emails. Uh, maybe give us an idea of you know the different forms uh, of information that are in the Pandora Papers and how big of a task it was to to sift through and try and make sense of them. So over the years, we've become much better at sifting through millions of documents. We have a great team, actually, that's uh, the technology team that's based in Paris and in Spain. Um, so when we receive a leak, uh, it's our tech team who is actually OCRing, OCRing everything. So they use a system that makes it possible to recognize all the characters in documents. So we don't have to. Uh, most of the documents uh, are actually searchable in this way. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a bunch of different kinds of documents, some of them uh, available as spreadsheet, as you said, which makes it easier to research some of the information, but a lot of them are also different types of forms. Uh, but the PDFs, when you use a system that we have, which is called DataShare, uh, the PDFs are searchable. So you don't really have to download everything and look at everything. You can also use a searchable system, which makes it easier for the reporters to access the, the information from everywhere uh, around the globe. There were um, the size. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. The size? The size of the leak is pretty much the same. It's a bigger leak in that it's more terabytes, 
but it's more or less the same number of, uh, of files as the Panama Papers. It's a little less than the Paradise Papers from 2017. Um, but it's more or less, uh, it, it's, it's a bit bigger in some ways and in other ways it's a bit smaller. It depends on how you look at it, if it's the number of files or uh, in terms of terabytes. I think it's interesting, like if we could go through some of the politicians that might have been named here, uh, the Pandora Papers uh, uh, were leaked, you know, there were several leaks that led to your Pandora Papers. And the Panama Papers mm -hmm. five years ago, there were world leaders that pledged to crack down on tax evasion and people who could end the system we're finding out now mm -hmm. benefited for the, from the system in, in the Pandora Papers. Can you speak to that? Yes, of course. It is, uh, it is another revelation in the sense that, you know, it's, it's once again uh, a glimpse into what is uh, uh, the offshore economy, which is basically an economy that we, we know uh, a little about, but it's, it's quite diverse and it involves a lot of different kinds of companies. Some of those companies are law firms, banks, private banks, uh, registered agents that people might be not as familiar with as other types of companies. But it's basically the same system that uh, a lot of politicians around the world have been denouncing. But uh, unless, I think unless the politicians go after the specific companies and private companies that make a lot of money out of the system, going after specific people who use those offshore companies will be useful. But uh, it is not until you actually address the companies that make a lot of benefit and a lot of profit from, uh, you know, providing those services that you will be able to have uh, an actual impact. So we do we do see politicians say that they will crack down on corruption, money laundering, everything, all the financial crimes that are tied to the offshore industry. Um, but a lot of those firms will not see any type of impact on the business that they provide. And that is, a different, that is a definite issue that we see, you know, leak after leak uh, that mm -hmm. is not being addressed. Not to mention the fact that there are politicians or former politicians directly named that, that are involved in this kind of behavior in the Pandora Papers. And there's nothing inherently illegal about having an offshore bank account or company. Can you speak to what is illegal when it comes to offshore bank account or company? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of this... Uh, it's part of the norm, and that's basically what we are denouncing through these leaks, is that this is an industry that is allowed to thrive. This is an industry that is allowed to go on and create more, more and more firms that provide these types of services because those services are needed mm -hmm. by the people who, who use them. Um, and um, there is nothing illegal in having a bank account until it's proven that the bank account was used in relation to a specific financial crime, uh, corruption, money laundering, what have you. So it is always hard for prosecutors, investigators to actually prove that something was linked to a specific crime because they do have to have access to the confidential information, uh, who owns the bank account, uh, what type of transactions were mm -hmm. involved, uh, were contracts involved, who was paid by whom, when did that take place? And a lot of the people who appear in the documents might not be well known. And it's not until you actually access uh, all the information around a specific deal or transaction that you understand that, okay, this person is actually connected to a well-known politician or somebody who had ties to, uh, I don't know, a specific agency. And there you can see that corruption takes place. But it takes a lot of research, access to documents, mm -hmm. and willingness on the part of prosecutors and researchers to actually come to um, come 
to a conclusion that the financial crime didn't did indeed take place. Okay, so the goal of the papers, is it that countries can use the information from the data dump to pursue wealthy people that use tax shelters to some sort of, you know, to bring them to some sort of justice or recover funds, taxes that were um, owed to the countries that were, that just basically weren't paid? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, part of it, a huge part of it is the debate around tax evasion, or as a lot of people call it, tax optimization. Um, but it's also about bringing to the public a bigger understanding of what it means, uh, what is the offshore economy, how it, how it works, who are the big industry players, and uh, what, what is the role played by, I don't know, Swiss law firms, uh, different banks that actually participate in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not share uh, the documents themselves with any type of, of uh, authority because as journalists, we... we aim to protect this information. So we we do share the documents with the journalists that we collaborate with. And we do hope that the revelations will spark investigations in different countries. And in the end, you know, will lead to the actual recovery of funds that were supposed to be in state coffers from the beginning. Uh, we know that the Panama Papers led to, uh, I believe it's more than $1 billion in recovered money since uh, they were published in April 2016. So we do see an impact, but we will not be providing the, the raw files to the authorities because we believe that this information should be available to authorities in the first place, but this is not the responsibility of journalists to share this information with the, with the authorities. Delphine, thanks so much for making sense of the Pandora Papers. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to hear a lot more uh, about your papers, and I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Have, Have a, a great day. day. Cheers.